Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. Hi, I'm Mac G, and this is the Amp Studios Creative Industry Podcast, a series of masterclasses that are designed to help you build a business in the music industry. Proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. Amp Studios is a free culture hub facility situated in the heart of downtown Johannesburg in Newtown with uh, world-class recording studios, co-working spaces, video facilities, a stage and streaming facilities all free and designed to help young artists build a career in the music industry. If you'd like to be a part of the Amp Studios or check out all the masterclasses and content we've created for you, just go to www.ampstudios.co.za or send us your name to our WhatsApp line on 081-707-6636. That's 081-707-6636. Welcome to part two of the Management Masterclass with Martin Myers, Sibu Mabena and Tuli Kyopilwe. Exposure is the most... It's a very valuable thing. It's the most amazing thing in the world. <laughs> because yeah. all artists started like that. Yeah. There's a video, there's a picture of DJ Maporosa when he was playing in his garage and no one really cared who he was. And look where he is now. Because I'll, he played at weddings and he played at this and he did that for free. Yeah. You know? But there's even, like, TV platforms, right? Someone gets invited to a TV show. Big artists get invited to TV shows. They're not necessarily getting paid for an interview on a Channel O show, but they understand that there are 400,000 people watching this show. So I'm going to take my time out on a Wednesday and get there at eight o'clock for that call time and put on makeup and perform like it's a Friday night and I've got all the energy in the world. Because of the 400,000 people watching, one of them is a brand manager, one of them owns an event, another person is a booking agent, another person is in the country from America and they've turned it on in the hotel and they're like, oh, who's this guy? So exposure, if it is the right exposure and you're not being exploited, can be used as such a powerful tool to turn your career into something bigger. And as a manager, also, when I said hustle, you must also go and get exposure. Go and be exposed to what's going on in the world, right? So when Tuli says go to a show, sometimes you can pay for yourself to get into a show. You don't know who you're going to meet there. The first event I ever worked on, I bought the ticket to work at that event. It's called Masters of Rhythm. From Masters of Rhythm, I met a team. From there, I was able to work on a show called Street Cred. But that guy that I was working with, we worked on an event for a big brand. And we ended up doing the Kendrick Lamar tour. From the Kendrick Lamar tour, the guy who was the brand manager for the sponsor of that tour was now moved to MTV. And he was like, hey man, I remember this girl who does this thing. Now he calls me to come and do a job at MTV. Now I'm working for MTV. For MTV, I'm doing the MTV Awards. All from paying for one ticket to go to Masters of Rhythm so I could pester the promoter to say, let me work for you. Exposure. What happened earlier this year in Cape Town in February, there's an artist called Yo-Yo Ma. I don't know if any of you know him. So he's probably the most famous violinist player in the world about exposure. Zolani from Freshly Ground was doing an event and she wanted some poetry and real stories and they put Sipokazi Jonas forward and we got a small honorarium and fee. I was there faster than I could run with my broken leg, sitting in the front with a camera. Sipokazi performed. This is a violinist player who's opened for Barack Obama. Just Google the name. He is Grammy Award winner par excellence. Sipokazi performed with him one piece, a moving poetry piece. The photos and the embrace and the hug afterwards are so real. I just happened to be sitting right in front with my cell phone. Click, 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 click. I left Sipukazi and Yo-Yo Ma to talk because they were talking on an artistic level. 
I meandered around and found the manager. Got his card. Two weeks later, he performed at Kirsten Bosch. There were, I think, six and a half thousand people with one man with a violin on stage playing the Bach suites. One man at 600 or 700 rand a ticket, etc. Now we needed to write a thank you note. So what did Sipokazi do? She took one of his composed works that he'd done and she put a poetry piece over it and sent it as a blocked out YouTube link for the management to look at and see. That is being creative, being clever, as opposed to just writing a thank you note. Look what that ticket did. Because you never know what's going to open the doors. It's taken me 10 years to get onto the stage because of that man sitting over there, John Savage. Because people are watching you all the time. You never know who's watching you in the room. And that's what I think drives all of us. I've got huge respect for these ladies. They were, we, were, we formed a WhatsApp group. Oh, I want to look to ideas that you've got. No, 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 we're here to share. We're here to find the next set of people that we're working with. That's a very big point. There aren't a lot of managers in this country. And it's not something you can go to the University of Joburg and apply to study, right? I want to study a course in talent management. But what you can do is read. What you can do is research. Guys, the World Wide Web is so accessible and has every piece of information you can imagine. You could Google how to be an artist manager. Of course, the information is not going to come to you in a tweet. And oh, step one, step two, step three. But if you were to sit and read through all the things that come up and decipher what makes sense to you, what makes sense to your environment, what makes sense to the type of artist that you're working with, you could come up with so much information. So we sit here and we sound like we know it all, but we've, we only know what we've experienced. And there's still so much that we still go out and research. Publishing, licensing, um, syncing. What, what's the difference between an ISRC code <laughs> for distribution what's a dsp what all of these answers i got from googling and asking and trying to collate it all into one single thing that's going to make sense for what i need to do you cannot be lazy as a manager you've got to be creative you've got to be admin orientated and you must you must just be an all saver basically and there's no easy step-by-step -step guide onto how to be a manager but what you have to know how to do is figure it out reading let me give you what i read every single day it's free. You've all got smartphones. The Billboard Daily, which is the music Bible in America, and no matter what anybody says, America controls the, the music universe. There's a book written by a gentleman called Alan B. Kruger, spelled K-R-U-E-G-E-R. -E -E he was Barack Obama's advisor, called Rockonomics. It's about 300 and something rand. If you can't afford it, club together and get it and share it. It is eye-wateringly brilliant. There's a gentleman by the name of Bob Leftset, L-E-F-S-E-T-Z. He publishes a blog on a daily basis, covers everything from politics to artists, and some are, are good, some are bad. And there's another thing called Music Business Worldwide. It's all about the business of music. They come into your inbox on a daily basis, read them, look at them. Artist Management by Paul Allen. That is my Bible. Like, when I'm not sure, I open that book and it explains and I understand and we move. So, yeah. And since we're talking about reading, the South African music business. Brilliant book. It just explains things in basic South African English. <laughs> okay, so there's information out there. It is so accessible. 
and I think a lot of us struggle with, oh, but I don't know how to do this. Or the biggest one, where do I start? Ask the question. Where do you ask the question? Google is your friend. Wow, this is really great. So far, so good. So I'm thinking, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and see if we can take some questions from, uh, you know, uh, anyone from our audience here. So yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. M Studios brought to you by Old Mutual. Making a new these days, go rough. Just ask that guy. So that's why you need Old Mutual Rewards. They're lifing. See, these guys actually reward you for being... Anybody can join and it's free. It's my son's birthday tomorrow. So let's earn some points. Now turn my points into cash. They send a voucher. Then just shop, show and scan. The time is now. Sign up for free to Old Mutual Rewards today. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm also Sam. Meet my little Sam. Only the best for my sin. Sam! I'm Sam! This is Sam, live. I'm Sam. No two people are the same, so why should their cover be? New personal cover from Old Mutual lets you build the cover that's right for you and your budget. And it's easy to change as your life does too. The time is now to get personal cover that's just for you. Speak to your financial advisor today. M Studios brought to you by Old Mutual. Welcome back. We're live coming at you from Newtown for the Amped Masterclass. And I think it'll be dope to get some questions from the audience right now. So, yeah, let's uh, start the Q&A. Hello, everybody. My name is Steve Chawalala. I want to ask what are the challenges that of working with a new artist because these days, new artists, when they are saying deals, they are saying a wrong deals, like 360, like when they are signed maybe in the independent label. So they got some many challenges. So I want to know, as a manager, you involved, where can you involve to help them to sign the right deal? Because a lot of the artists are escaping the independent label these days because they don't know how to read contract. Maybe we'll ask for a lawyer to help them to assist them with a contract to to sign the right deal. Especially when the things deal, at least most most of these days they are getting robbed. Maybe a brand approach them when they want a deal or a brand ambassador of the, uh, a brand. When they do endorsement deal, they are getting robbed most of the time. So I want to know. You, how can you involve uh, to help an artist to sign a right deal? I think the best thing to do in, your, in, 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 in a situation when you're an up-and-coming artist is to find consultants that are lawyers, right? That can consult for you, but entertainment consultants. For me, there's Katlao Malachi, right? He obviously handles a lot of big clients in the industry, but he's the same person that is willing to help a guy that is up and coming. You know what I mean? He might, he might not charge you the same price that he's charging my Polisa, but that 200 Rand or that 100 Rand that he's charging you just to look over that contract and make you understand that contract is something that you as an artist need to invest in yourself so that you make sure that you don't get screwed over by, I won't mention names, but the top guys. You know what I mean? Also, Google. Google's your friend, eh? Sometimes, if you don't understand a word, you Google it. Read through it, Google it. If you feel as though there's certain things that even Google can't explain to you, the person that sent you that contract, you must ask them, 
what did you mean by this? You know what I mean? What does this specific thing mean? Because if they don't break it to like break it down for you, for you to understand, then maybe it's not a contract that you should be signing. Just to add to that, I think you touched on record deals and then brand deals. So as the manager, I guess your job is to protect the interests of the artist. You're not the one signing to the record label, but your artist is. And because your agreement, what did I say in the beginning, have an agreement with your artist, if your agreement with your artist states that where you go, I go. Because for that, in, for that record label to be interested in you, it's because of all the work that I've put in. So where you go, I go. Make sure you're putting that into that contract. Which the artist comes with business manager already. Because the record label is coming to handle all the music business. So that you can also take on the brand deals. But in these 360 deals, then your deal with your artist becomes a completely different conversation to say, whatever you're getting from the record label, I'm getting a piece of that. I think it goes back to what? The agreement that you had in the beginning. So when you're now going through this contract, line by line, I've sat through a 40-page contract for a television show for an actress. I've never understood, I, I, did, I didn't know what happens in TV making until I went through that contract. And I said, Jessica, these are the things that you guys said. Okay, cool. What does this mean? Then we ask a lawyer. Okay, what about this? Do you agree to this? So that tomorrow, if you're disputing it, you are disputing something you understood. So as the manager, it's your job to make sure your artist understands what they're signing. And if you don't understand it, go and seek help. And seeking help doesn't mean only going to Katla Malaj. I mean, he's going to kill you for saying he'll do it for 100 Rand. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> but <laughs> there's <laughs> legal <example>. aid. <laughs> we see adverts during Generations every day about legal aid, the red and black guys. You can go and seek advice there. You can go and seek, again, advice on Google. Ask a teacher. Go to a student studying law. Go to the law faculty at a university. Come speak to Amp Studios. Speak to people here. There are so many options That's for information. That's why this place exists, for exactly that question. But I will say, things to look out for in a contract as a manager if you are going to consider any deal. The term, which is the time. The time span of this deal. Very important. And if you see a word that says perpetuity, run for your life. Because <laughs> perpetuity means forever. forever. So with anything in life, put a time limit to it. Even our lives don't continue in perpetuity. So always dispute that. Obligations. What are your obligations as, or what are you promising over to those people? What are your deliverables? What are they saying you're going to owe them? And then what are they giving you in return? I think the, for me, those are the three things I look out for. What is the term? What are my obligations? And what am I getting in return? Because if I can just understand that fundamentally, then I'm able to start reading between the lines and say, okay, but what, what is this? This is the deal. And then everything else. Things like exclusivity for brand deals. You, the exclusivity must have a term as well. Now you're doing something for a soap. And then they say, for the next three years, you can only use this soap or you can only be seen to be marketing this soap, but they're only paying you for one year because that's the term. Be very careful of things like that. So those are the things I think you should look out for, but also consult, legal aid, Google, understand, make it make sense to your artist. Then if you decide to sign, make sure that your artist is signing something they get. Greetings to everybody. Uh, my name is Israel Chabalala and um, I'm an artist. So uh, my question will be a bit personal. Along your music career, how were you able to deal with your losses, like not getting killed, gigs and all that stuff? I can speak on my experience. Obviously, I'm not a musician, <laughs> but I am a deal broker. I'm always pitching something. 
either I'm pitching an artist or I'm pitching my agency to get work. I'm always competing with people. I actually used to be a dancer. I competed in competitions. And I used to say to the teams that I used to coach that if you don't win today, it's because there were just five people who were judging and they decided that they liked the other person, not you. But tomorrow could be your turn because then the other person that they liked yesterday, you might be the person that is winning against them. So sometimes I think we internalize no's and make it so personal. We would say, ah, when they're saying no to my what I've done, they're saying no to me as a human being. And that no is a reflection of my talent or what I'm able to do. I think a no on that day must just be accepted as it's a no for that day. Maybe it's going to be a yes tomorrow. And everybody goes through this in life, from pastor to teacher. Sometimes the teacher can be teaching a lesson and the students just don't get it. And that student, on that day, she thought she was really doing the things. The test comes out and people are failing. Three out of 10, two out of five. And do you think they're gonna give up and resign from being teachers because they've been studying for five years, but on that one day, the students got five out of 10? No, they must just go back and evaluate and say, okay, cool. Maybe there's something I didn't do right. Let me try again. Because as much as life is short, life is long. Life is so long. So if you're going to decide to give up today on the 24th of October, what about the 25th of October and this time next year and this time in five years time? If you give up today, you are taking away an opportunity for you to succeed next year and the year after that. So as much as a no can paralyze you, yes, it's sad, like we are humans. A no is sad. It's like breaking up with someone. I'm not feeling this anymore. Of course you're going to be sad. It doesn't matter if you had side chicks or side boyfriends. You're still going to be sad because you got dumped. But at the end of the day, tomorrow, you dust yourself off, you pick up and you try again. We've said, try, try, try again. People say that because it's true. If you don't make it today, tomorrow might be the day you do. Sometimes no is just, just means not now. Just wait, you know? Go and move on. Go to the next thing. Don't be paralyzed by what happened yesterday. If I had to tell you what happened to me yesterday, <laughs> technically I'm not supposed to be here right now. And you last know. week. And last week, and six weeks ago. <laughs> and six weeks ago. You know what I mean? But I, I have to keep going. It just means not now. It's just not my time right now. I need to keep going. Keep moving. That's it. Yeah, and what's yours won't miss you. Do you know, do you, if you can believe that, that makes dealing with all the no's so much easier. We'd say, actually, this thing was not for me. It was lovely to I. <laughs> so if you can just believe that what is for you will meet you, it will make dealing with all the things that are not for you so much easier. Good evening. My name is Busani, producer DJ. A cousin of my friend said that you wanted to manage me. So I agreed to it. So I want to ask who does, does managers ask a, a fee to manage a person? So there are many different structures to how a manager can get paid. One, I want you all to understand that we're all here to work. No one is doing anyone a favor, right? So the same way when you want to go and perform and get paid, your manager wants to put in work and get paid. There are certain things that are very hard to quantify and say, this costs two rand fifty, this costs five rand, this costs ten rand. Things like putting together these one pages, these documents, you must sit and type and write and think English. You know, thinking about English is hard. said artist, what started out, age, whatever. Think about writing an obituary and how hard that is. So now you've got to actually make a person sound amazing that people don't know. That's time. 
the computer that they had to do this on, they had to pay for it with money. The internet that they had to use, they had to pay for it with money. The time, the airtime that a person is using to make phone calls, hey, please book my guy. Hey, my guy is so good. The very, petrol to come and see you in studio and sit with you. Yeah, it's going in. Then after that, we are hungry. Your manager is buying a quota. Okay, sega liwa. Hey, now you're thirsty. Now we must buy a quota. Sega puzwa. Do you understand all of these things add up? So when a manager asks for you to pay them a retainer, it's so that they can fund all of these operations until such time that we are making money. But again, it goes back to the agreement. So there are different types of agreements. Some people say, I get paid off of, or I'll pay you off of commission. But in my world, my commission then becomes a higher percentage because I'm taking risk with you. So I'm investing, you're investing, so I'm going to take a higher percentage. Other structures, you can have a retainer. So if you have a retainer, I'm taking a lower percentage because when I, as the artist, you're absorbing most of the risk. You're, pay, you're paying upfront and then we have to work to make it back. So in my agency, we have two contracts. One contract with the retainer and it offers you graphic services, social media management, all of the plugging. We do a profile for you every single month because your social media stats change every single month. In the agency, I'm paying a graphic designer, I'm paying a talent manager, booking manager, I'm paying all of these people. So your retainer is covering those services. Plus then we take a percentage. And the percentage structure for us goes, sorry, 15% if we bring the deal, if we are the first point of contact, 10% if you brought it. So if someone calls you as the artist and then you pass it on to us to manage, that's what we do. Here's my lawyer, she's sitting right here, she can validate everything I'm saying because she drew up the contracts. Then the other one is no retainer, but we take a higher percentage. And still the percentage is still first point of contact if it's me or if it's you. And then there's the fact that we take different percentages off of different things. So if it's performances, different uh, percentage structure. If it's a brand deal, different percentage structure and appearance. So you must also understand what you guys are selling back to the product. What is the product? And once you've determined that as the manager or as the artist, you're able to say, okay, no, Mina, I'm a producer, I'm a beat maker. So I sit in my bedroom alone, making these beats at two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to take all the money by myself. When a manager, you have nothing to do with that. But gigs, you're the one going out and getting them so you can eat off of that. But you must have an agreement. Does that make sense? Have what's called a sunset clause. Because Thule's just put these wonderful deals together for me. But six months later, we have a fight. And we now hate each other. But the one deal is only going to happen in two years time and it's worth a million rand. She wants her slice of the action because she put that deal together. So remember that as well when you're signing up the management. The deal that happens today might only see reality a year or 18 months down the line, particularly with uh, sponsorships and clothing and things like that and everything else. But have the paperwork. Have an email trail because an email trail there is correspondence, there is willing, willing buyer, willing seller, there is an opportunity to do a deal. Take your WhatsApp and transfer them to e the email. Email the email back to yourself. So you send it to Martin Myers, but you send the email back to yourself as well so you can see and file it. Develop a good filing system. Back up your laptop. Because if you have a hit, that's when people come running and you see friends that arrive that you've never seen before 
because there's money involved and everybody is after money. This is a business. We cannot stress it more. But you starting out in the game, I think my advice to you would be that for now, work together for the common goal, right? But when you start making money, go back to the agreement and slowly start paying each other. I think that's the best thing. Our agreement is ending at no, this November, first of Ending or starting? Uh, ending. Ending. It started last year, December. Yeah. So it's ending this. But he has not uh, given me the promise that he said he would give me, like gigs and so on. But with that, with that promise, is there agreement? Is there something in writing? Yes. Is there? Yes. Okay, then what is the clause about renewal? It's uh, 1 December. Oh, yeah, it, if I want to renew it, I must renew it on one December. So remember that you are the client. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, as the client, you can decide if you want to renew with your supplier or not. If you don't enjoy the uh, the uh, arrangement, then you don't you oh. you discontinue it. And if you do want to fix it, maybe they are a good person and he knows how to work. There's just things that need to be fixed and adjusted. You can always adjust them. That's the nice thing about agreements. You can adjust as long as you both agree to the adjustment and it is written and like noted and there's a paper trail for it because what an agreement does is just like in a marriage, the marriage contract says, if this happens, this happens. If this happens, this happens. Because when emotions are high and money is involved, and it's awkward. So just as long as you have that agreement, you're cool. But also look back, like think about the, the past year that you guys have worked together and see what are his strong points and what are his weak points and see how maybe the weak points, how you can actually fix that. That's if you want to continue working with that person because you'll just find that maybe he didn't know a certain thing or he was maybe lazy to go find information about one, two, three and that obviously has given him his shortcomings. But sometimes if we just collaborate together, because it's a marriage, you can't expect everything from him. You can't expect him to do everything. You need to also contribute, you know? You also need to assist here and there, because honestly and truly speaking, a manager can't do it all. We, really, we can do it all, but we can't do it all, you know? There's certain things that we don't know that you may know, you know? You might know the promoter. You can speak to him, chat to him, and say, okay, you know what? If it's only my manager. The manager doesn't know that guy, but because you know that guy, you're building a relationship and you know, you're also building the manager's confidence because you've given him that opportunity. So don't always expect, contribute also. It's a collaboration, it's a marriage. The two of you get together and exactly what Julie said, write down the points that you liked about your manager and the points you want fixed up. Take emotion out of the whole thing and if you're scared about losing your rag and shouting and screaming, Take a friend with you to sit and listen. Go to a neutral place and sit down, a coffee shop. Spend 20 rand on a coffee or sit. Come here and sit here and say we want to meet and sort it out. Because there's also another saying, better the devil you know than you don't know. Because you're going to leave your manager because you're upset with him. Now where are you going to find someone? Sit and talk. Pick up the telephone. Because what we did, we start off at the very beginning talking about, it's about working together as a team. You need him and he needs you. But you're paying him. You're the artist. But sit down and have a conversation. My name is Dringa. So like I was going to ask, uh, as a starting up, up and coming artist, with the manager, you're still studying, there's no funds, there's nothing. With, with like what you were saying, sir, in working 
like uh, working on the product. There's stu like uh, studio sessions that have to be attended. There's beats that have to be bought. There's uh, music videos to be done. How do you all go around with the monies? Like who who does what and so, 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 sir, you're starting out and you're worried about the money. You've got a manager. Can I give a solution to that problem and then we can open? Why don't you go 50-50? For every 100 rand you put in, your manager must also put 100 rand in. And whatever you make and create in that process, you go on an equal share. For a certain time period, for song Martin Myers. We're working on song Martin Myers. The studio's costing 100 rand, 50 rand, 50 rand. This is costing, and you split everything, and you log it all down, and you recoup. That means get the money back for those expenses first. Worry about the video later. You've got to get airplay, and you've got to get it to managers and people to listen to, and you've got to get it to radio. That's what you need to do. But you haven't got funds at the moment, so why don't you just split it? That will solve your problem initially while you start. And I think the, the thing of hustling, right? A lot of the biggest artists in the hip hop world, at least, all hustle together. Like Jay-Z and Damon Dash were hustling together, but Jay-Z is the artist. Questa and Nota and Leroy have been hustling together, but they, whatever I find, I put into, let's do this thing. But they log everything and say, okay, split ownership. It's just like any project that you're gonna do together, what we need to pay for, let's go out and find the money. If I need to work at a bar, for 12 hours okay cool i'm hustling i'll get 100 rand tomorrow sharp i'm gonna ask my grandfather i'll go to the bank for a loan but know that everybody that you're working with is going to put their skin in the game and if they put money in they must get money out so when as the artist don't look at these people as your help because if they are putting in money you must be ready that when this thing pops they're sharing the money with you and that goes for any any kind of business relationship it doesn't have to just be about music whatever we do as partners we all put in and we get out so be ready for that Uti, when your manager is the one feeding you like i made that whole example remember them when the money comes and don't be that guy that now gets a record deal and goes and signs and forgets about his boys who are there putting in money putting in time putting in resources hustling your mother's car doing this stealing that what and now you've forgotten them because you've made it in the big time. It's going to be hard in the beginning, but also roll with people that are going to go as hard as you. Don't go for the guy who's always there, but has nothing to offer, not even a lyric. So if you're going to choose, choose your circle, choose your circle right, and choose people that are going to make things work and not be there just for the cool because now all the girls like you because you're popping because you have a music video on channel oh now your niggas want to be there be present but they're not adding or contributing anything so whatever firstly choose your circle but once you've chosen that circle if anyone puts anything out i mean in you're all eating all right i just want to find out how do you ensure um your business is sustained for a long time i think that, speak, that speaks to the the fundamentals of business how to run a business i've got a lawyer on speed dial I've got an accountant on speed dial. I've got a publicist on speed dial. I've got a photographer on speed dial. And I defer to them continually as a grouping. I've got a business account, Triple M Entertainment. It's VAT registered. I've got my own personal account, Martin Myers. A bank at NetBank. You pay Triple M Entertainment, that money comes in. 
CPO's account is at NetBank. It's an instantaneous transfer to him. It's an instantaneous transfer to Sipo Kazi Jonas. It's an instantaneous transfer to RJ Benjamin because I'm responsible for their money. Because bear in mind, when you sign the contract as a manager or an agent, something goes wrong, they're coming after me, not the artist. That's why I always wait. Get the money in and then I disperse the money. But you have to have a team around you. To give you an idea, a decent lawyer is 800 Rand an hour. So when you're gigging and doing a gig and someone says to you, oh, we're going to pay you 2,000 Rand for the hour, take it. Because four 2,000 Rands in a month suddenly becomes 8,000 Rand. We were doing talks around the country and we worked in a little place called Beaufort West. There was one kid, he was about so high. The DJs were charging 500 Rand a night and he was managing 10 of them and he was taking 10%. I suddenly started doing the sums for these kids in this little town of Beaufort West. He was making 8,500 Rand of his 10% commission a month. 50 Rand here, 50 Rand there and he was running around in a little one-horse town. He had a business account, he had a bank account and he asked questions and that's all you have to do. Get your account, get your tax paperwork up and running. I applied for some relief with the government. I couldn't, I couldn't get it because my tax, my tax clearance certificate wasn't ready. For the, for the one conference that I run, it took me nine months to get a tax clearance certificate. You have to zip your bottom lip and you have to go and stand in a corner and you have to go and wait and you have to go and get it. If you're applying to play Kirsten Bosch or all these, these places when you become a bigger artist, or even if you want to open and play support and go and ask to play support, which you can do, you have to have your tax clearance certificates and everything else because that's what the government's dem demanding. So be aware of that paperwork. Basically, it's vital. CIPC. SARS and the bank and a legal aid <laughs> and an accountant. Five crucial institutions. You can keep your income and expenses, work it out. Oh yes, sorry. And the money in your business account is not your personal account. Eh? It's not your money, it's the business's money. So a big key thing from a money habit perspective, start paying yourself a regular amount, a salary. So just because 100,000 came in today and then Oh, another 50,000 is coming next week. Another 100,000 is coming in five weeks. I can pay myself 80,000. No, salary and project because you don't know when COVID is going to hit you and all of a sudden this 100,000 rand salary of yours is not sustainable anymore. So business- percent away as savings. Yeah. I'd like to, to ask, because I usually hear a lot of artists saying uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So I'd like to find out from you with the experience that you have, have you ever benefited from bad publicity? And also I'd like to, to find out from you guys, how do you marry um, the artist's vision and, and the vision that you have as, as a manager in terms of um, getting him or her to, to get the point? And also I wanted to find out how do you how do you deal with, with the psychology of an artist? Since you're saying they always have to always be at their best. So on a, on a bad day where maybe they're having um, trouble at home or whatever that's, that's personal that's uh, affecting them, how do you get to get to them in, into, into that mind state where they can be um, their best? And also the last question is, do you, do you guys ever feel you're focusing more on your artist to an extent where you neglect your own dreams? Do you guys have your own personal dreams as, as, as managers or your dream is just seeing your artists being the greatest in the world? Shoot, that's the whole masterclass. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take the psychology question. I'll take the psychology. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take bad publicity. I'll start with it actually. So 
I don't know if you guys know, but Aries, somebody posted or rather uploaded a whole album on iTunes or something like that, right? For us, it's bad publicity because that's not, it is his music, but it's not us who uploaded it, meaning we're actually losing the money that we're supposed to get from the streams for that music, despite the fact that that music is already on SoundCloud, right? So obviously the backlash is because there's a, another artist that thought that you know, we were trying to attack him based on the fact that the name of the album was similar to the name of his album, right? But what we found is that by firstly releasing a press statement to say that we're actually not involved with this thing, it's got nothing to do with us, helped us because the next day, A. Reese's albums that he had were maybe actually the most streamed music the next day because we handled the bad publicity with composure, right? Because <laughs> if you handle it, if you go, if you have an outbreak and you go wild and you become, you know, crazy, people might take it in a rude way. How you react to bad publicity may actually benefit you from streams, followers. You can actually get publicity from actual pub, like publications where they want to now interview about the situation. And you have an opportunity in that moment to spin it and talk about yourself in a positive manner takes you to the next level. With bad publicity, give you an example. When, I think it was, I speak under correction, when you Masakela passed away, you know the football player Mark Fish? He put a picture up of hot sticks next to himself and said, you know, I passed away or whatever. And someone phoned me and I've got Sipo's Twitter account and said, like, look at this. So I phoned Seeps, I said, what must I do? So we said, no, 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 we just wrote there, Esh, Mark, I'm still alive. Mark Fish challenge. And we left it and it ran for weeks. There was the Mark Fish, and we left it. Don't disrespect and shout at the guy, it was a mistake. I always look at bad publicity. If no one got harmed, no one got hurt, no one got injured, and be kind to one another, because there's so many crises happening. I lost a colleague of a colleague the other day, the gentleman committed suicide. That's real life. We're here to uplift, make people happy, bring joy to the world, because that's what music does. And I think that's what drives me. I want to see people happy. That was an Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast brought to you by Old Mutual. I hope you're learning a lot and loving the series. Please subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss out on more. And if you'd like to see videos or access more content or even use the Amp Studios facilities, or maybe you just want to be part of our Amp Studios journey, go to our website. That's ampedstudios.co.za, A-M-P-D studios.co.za and sign up there. You can also sign up by sending your name to our WhatsApp line on 081 707 6636. That's 081-707-6636. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual.